Haters. We all have them. They can be real flesh and blood individuals that wish ill on us or manifestations of our own insecurity that have taken up residence inside of our heads. Maybe this comes from actual experience of others being ugly to us or negative messages we've internalized from our culture. Either way, how can you stay in the sunshine when your haters keep bringing storm clouds your way? What is this podcast? Basically, I'm just trying to encourage myself and others to keep our heads up and to keep moving forward. I've been diagnosed with anxiety and depression and have several friends that are dealing with their own mental health issues. I also have friends who, although they don't have a diagnosis, are dealing with financial, family, professional, and relationship issues. I've learned through years of spiritual study that showing gratitude for the good in your life and maintaining a positive outlook can do a lot to alleviate negative energy. I also know how hard it is to be positive and grateful when you're facing a lot of obstacles. A few months ago, I took some time off to really attend to my mental health. I was on a downswing with my anxiety and depression and completed a partial hospitalization program. After getting intensive medical and psychological treatment, I was feeling great. But then when I got back to my life as it was, I started to sink down again. This left me with the realization that maintaining my mental health was something I had to intentionally focus on every day. This podcast is one of the ways I'm choosing to hold myself accountable. I also thought it would be a fun way to interact with my friends, and I hope some of you would be willing to help me out. Don't worry, I'll let you know how. So what is a hater? And why are we talking about them on a podcast about spirituality and positivity? Shouldn't we be above that stuff? My definition of a hater is just anyone who wishes ill on us. I'm sure there's a more sophisticated term out there, but hater's the one that resonates with me. I have a good friend who uses it for people that say negative things about her, and I think it's where I picked it up. For some of you, there are people out there that really wish you ill. I've been reading Ezra Klein's How We Got So Polarized, a book about the U.S.'s current state of political polarization. He talks about human beings' powerful need to belong to groups and how we love to uplift those we consider in-group and pummel those we consider out-group, even when there's no real reward in doing so. People bond over their mutual dislike of other people all the time. Hating the same people is one way some individuals show loyalty. In addition to sort of micro-peer group dynamics, there are also these bigger macro-ism dynamics. Fat shaming, slut shaming, sexism, racism, all of that also comes into play. Let me share with you a scenario I've seen play out more than once. Let's say you get some kind of special attention from someone with some kind of status or authority. This makes me jealous. I want to equalize the situation. I mean, who are you to get this special attention? You might even check off some of my ism boxes. Isms that I don't even acknowledge to myself. But boy, 
Once you've made me jealous, the gloves come off. I think of myself as open-minded about what women do with their own bodies. But whatever you do, it's slutty. And normally, I have a great sense of charity for the poor and the underserved. But, you know, you would have a lot more money if you were a better person. And that special person that likes you, they must not be that special. Unless, wait, I know, you're a liar. That's it. You lied. Of course you're lying about everything. They never paid you that attention. I'm going to find proof and I'm going to tell everyone I know. If I'd only seen this situation once, I wouldn't bring it up. But I've seen it multiple times. Writer Richard Bach says, Live never to be ashamed if anything you do or say is published around the world, even if what is published is not true. In these situations, these people rarely know you as well as they think they do. By the time things have escalated to this point, you're an ugly caricature of yourself, just as they're becoming ugly caricatures of themselves to you. We no longer see two humans interacting, but this tornado of fears and egos. I would tell you not to let any of it bother you. Just ignore them. I mean, isn't that what everyone says to do? But it's hard. I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm currently dealing with a hater of my own right now. It's one of the reasons I found it difficult to get going on this podcast. My hater isn't external, though. It's my own inner critic. Artist Way author Julia Cameron calls this figure the censor. The internal voice that stops creative words or brushstrokes before they even make it to the page. In the book, The Secret, a book all about the law of attraction, it states, to not love ourselves can keep what we want from us. When we don't love ourselves, we are literally pushing things away from us. The message from this hater to me is a simple one. You aren't good enough. Sometimes it takes the form of a person from my past. You hurt me. You aren't a good person. You are such a bad person because of what you did that you are absolutely irredeemable. You're toxic. You're crazy. No matter what you do or say, you will never be a good person. How dare you talk about something like positivity or spirituality? It's a joke. You're just trying to fool people into thinking that you're good. But I know the truth. I know. Sometimes it's just a disembodied voice that reminds me of all of my flaws. You're fat. You gossip. You have all of these health problems because you don't take care of yourself. You get the idea. I think the reason it can be hard to ignore real life haters is because they sound just like our own inner hater. We're so scared they might be right. I know I'm imperfect, but I'm here talking to you anyway. Why? I feel guided, inspired, and spoken to. It's like that part in my hero academia where Deku goes into the fight because his legs are just moving. Writing, communicating, in this case, podcasting about these issues is what I was born to do. I think the best way to respond to hate is with love. I don't understand what causes people to behave the way they do. But I see myself do mean, stupid stuff all the time. I don't know if this counts as forgiveness, but at least it gets to empathy. 
I can see someone out there furiously cooking up some drama stew. I don't really get what all they're putting in the stew, but I see them cooking their behinds off. I just try to remember times when I was cooking up my own drama stew. I'm throwing in tomatoes and potatoes and onions. It's getting, I'm getting so worked up. I'm having a great time and I feel powerful. I'm hanging with my in-group and we're pummeling the out-group. And I get a moment of clarity. And I realize I'm being the biggest meanie pants on the planet. I do not know if your haters will ever have a moment of clarity. They may just keep hating. But if you've ever made your own drama stew, then you know what they're doing. Just feeding into these patterns and getting out of control. It's like when a toddler has gotten herself so worked up over something, she just has to cry herself out. The emotion has eclipsed the incident. As adults, we do the same thing. People just aren't as forgiving if we start kicking or screaming in public. So love them from there. Forgive them if you can. If you can't, go inside. See what you can learn from the situation. Do your best to love and forgive yourself. Let's take a deep breath because that was a lot. (sighs) Resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies. Nelson Mandela. Let's get into some attitudes of gratitude. Today's attitudes of gratitude come from me. Uh, I'm grateful for my husband who forgives me even though I'm a big jerk all the time. I'm grateful for my friend Amanda. She's an amazing person who's really fun to be around. I'm grateful for my dog Tater Tot because he's the cutest little old man there is. I'm grateful for the beautiful Monterey Bay. I'm grateful to anyone who is listening to this little rant. If you would like to help out with this podcast, one thing I'd love for you to do is submit your own top five attitudes of gratitude, and I will play them on the air. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge Lizzie, host of Ladies Love Pro Wrestling, who doesn't know it, but has inspired me to create my own podcast. It might seem a little weird, but one of my main interests outside of spiritual growth and development is professional wrestling. I grew up as a theater kid, and I especially enjoy live independent shows where you get to bear witness to these crazy vaudevillian stunt spectaculars. So Lizzie is an absolute doll, and pro pro wrestling fandom is where we have a connection. So, love you, Lizzie. Uh, There's a place on Anchor FM where you can leave me a message. Please ask me questions, leave me show topics and comments. Feel free to contribute attitudes of gratitude up to five or so, or positive affirmations, book recommendations, all that good stuff. Finally, let's close out with today's affirmation. I'm going to ask you to repeat it, either out loud or in your own mind. As I forgive myself, it becomes easier to forgive others. As I forgive myself, it becomes easier to forgive others. One last time. As I forgive myself, it becomes easier to forgive others. 
Thank you so much, my little sunbeams. I can't wait to talk to you again soon.